Kid Cudi's Netflix film Intergalactic just released yesterday and I'm going to be reviewing the movie and the structure we're going to have is the same chronological order as the chapters are presented to us in the movie and to start off with chapter one, Dog Whistle. Kid Cudi aka Jabari is finally, finally reaching the success he's been wanting, moving into his dream Manhattan apartment and getting a new career as far as his Mr. Rager artwork and transitioning into a comic book series. The first chapter starts off with the foundation of the movie, which I find us getting to know not just who Jabari is, his goals, and his sort of lifestyle, how he presents himself, but some of the world building. And what I mean by the world building is the art on this movie, it's phenomenal. And by phenomenal, I'm talking about psychedelic visuals that seem to pop in and out and always catches you by surprise, but never feels like it's out of place. It just continues to give the world, to give the city more, more life. And from the stark contrast between the colors at certain moments, we have warm palettes, cool palettes, and even at certain parts of the frame in itself, we could see, all right, this half of the screen could be completely different from that half, but it just all meshes in pretty nicely. Now I'll put on my headphones because for whatever reason... I forgot to put them back on. And again, chapter one, dog whistle. We have Jabari moving into his apartment. I'm enjoying the small interactions we had, not just with Jabari and his friends and the more pivotal, important characters in the movie, but even from the truck drivers, giving them a little bit of personality. The two truck drivers, well, I, I forgot the exact name, but they helping him move all his furniture and stuff. And there's small interaction on betting. Is he gonna, be, is he gonna tip 20? Yes, yeah, he ends up, tipping the guy 20, the other guy owes him money. And it's just like, all right, the world feels alive. You could feel the energy. Then we got the random car that crashed into the truck and destroyed the rear view mirror. And he's just okay with it. We have that. Those are some moments in the movie where I'm like, that threw me off by surprise in a good way. But I don't know if I would let someone broke my mirror and drives off. I'm chasing after them. Ain't no way I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay for this. But if it was a company with, I understand. It's like, my company's going to cover that. A couple things to understand about the art style. If you're familiar with Netflix, Love, Deaths, and Robots, they have a lot of short films, different people and art styles, every episode that work on the animation. They definitely got some somebody from that company. I don't know all the exact details working on this because, again, the movie looks visually stunning, amazing. I'm hype. I'm ecstatic. I just got done watching it about an hour ago, and I still can't forget some of them. Now, Jabari... Again, this sets the foundation more so how Jabari carries himself, his lifestyle. We see him biking throughout the city and again, beautiful scenery when he runs into his past. Seeing Jabari in the present, moving into new lanes of his lifestyle and an old thing from his past pops up. And you might be thinking, old thing, what are you talking about? Carmen, his ex, they happen to cross paths. A little bit of small talk, they're chopping it up. Before you know it, they at the bar, they're drinking. And we could take a step, a couple step back. As far as the character development here, we could already see some of the conflicts. We're heading forward. We get something from the past. Is this going to elevate you? This is going to push you down? And from there, they don't explain what really happened between Carmen and Jabari, which I believe could have been fleshed out a bit more to understand what exactly is, you know, what, what caused it to be like, should I, should I do it? Should I, should I go back with her? Should I not? Anyhow, to keep this more organized, Carmen says she's a more chill version of herself, Carmen 2.0. So most likely she was probably crazy. And Jabari is like, hey, she bad, but she ain't that bad. She ain't that bad. It keeps staying. Who knows? Anyhow, they drink some tequila, tequila shots. We tying that in with tequila shots from a man on the moon three because this is a Kid Cudi movie. 
and also a Kid Cudi album. And if you guys didn't know yet, Intergalactic album soundtrack for this movie. Everything just flip, uh, flows in perfectly fine. Now, running into Carmen, he explains turning Mr. Rager into a comic as well. And it's just, that's the way we end chapter one, Dog Whistle. Going into chapter two, Bright Light and White, we get Rye and Jimmy. Jimmy being the, uh, the bald friend, Rye being T.Y. dollar sign. We get, we get a boys night out. It's for the boys. They're interacting. They're smoking. They're drinking. Going to various parties, bar hopping, having a grand time. And again, the visuals in Intergalactic definitely popping out every chance it gets. Eventually, we go into Cosmic Comics, which is the work, the new workspace for Jabari, where he's going to be doing a Mr. Rager new company when he meets Lynn. Now, I'm loving this because now Jabari is going to be facing this comp this conflict with his art style, something that he's, you know, he's been coming up from. Like, all right, Mr. Rager, people know about it. We see the graffiti throughout the series. And here comes Lynn, one of these fake haters, being like, hey, yo, you know, he gives his spill about how much he, how much he fucks with him, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you need to change your art though, because he jealous. Because he jealous, he ain't trying to let you shine. And we see the conflict of, all right, Jabari wanting to stick to his own art style, staying true to who, he, to who he is, but stepping into new territory, potentially entertaining the idea of, maybe I do need to change my stuff up. Maybe even though Jabari looked like I ain't rocking with him, he might be talking some sense as far as Lynn. And I believe from there, that's whenever we get into the dream sequence, whether he fell asleep at work. And I love how this little seed gets planted and we get some more conflict inside his dream where we have the big Mr. Rager, I want to say, attacking him in his dream sequence, which was all done, all done sharp and elegantly in black and white. I wouldn't call it a nightmare scene just because the whites in there was just so bright. There was like a glimmer of hope. Anyhow, it ended up paving the way for another Mr. Rager to save him. But this time in a white, in a white suit, signifying that, all right, he did get influenced. There is a shift as far as how he wants to handle his artistry. And maybe that little seed that's now blossoming a little bit, whether that's coming in from an insecurity or a lack of belief in his own artistic strength, starting to sprout. Anyhow, while he's trying to sleep in his apartment, there's a party going on. And this is, y- y'all know how it goes in some of these shows, some of these movies. He can't sleep. There's a party. Why is there a party? He's going in there. Look like he's about to smack someone, about to go in there. His John Wick smack a couple people up when time freezes and he meets the love of his life, Metal. And he just falls in love. He doesn't really fall in love, but it looked like he fell in love. Chapter three, Secret Spot. This is where we establish the relationship, the chemistry between Jabari and Metal. And in case I didn't properly do it in the beginning, this movie is about Jabari falling in love with Metal. In case y'all didn't know and I didn't explain it better. And we're seeing the trials and tribulations from them meeting, getting to stick together. And so, you know, whenever you have an old thing coming up and you ain't trying to be with her, this is what it leads up to. A bit sloppy, but at the end of chapter one, Jabari and Metal, no, Jabari and Carmen, and they're going to Carmen's spot. They have sex. Carmen immediately puts her mom on the phone with him, already trying to make plans. It's like, she's trying to trap you. She's trying to trap you. Better keep the latex that we don't get the latex that. <laughs> oh, Lil Wayne. But going back, the secret spot, chapter three. Metal taking Jabari to a place that she finds not just enjoyable, but her own, I wouldn't say escape, 
our own paradise. We'll make it sound a little bit blush. Our own paradise. They're introducing each other to some of their favorite things, whether it's the restaurant or eventually one, a back alley that has some Mr. Ager artwork. But to take it back into the restaurant, they're basically chopping it up, getting to know each other. And I love when things are passive slow. We don't have to have like some grand reason they need to link up, but even just enjoying something as simple as dinner at a diner and introducing each other to new foods or just getting to know each other has that nice warmth feeling in such a, in a movie where some of the visuals feel out of this world. It's the little things that keep everything in place. Now, Metal telling Bari, hey, don't let don't let your artwork and stuff turn. Don't let your Mr. Rager comic. Don't let it, you know, don't let the company Deadpool your shit. I was just like, I think I think I understand what she mean by, you know, spandex, maybe a little bit goofy. Being that's how the Mr. Rager, the way I seen the art, it looks pretty aggressive, raw, but it's dope. But at the same time, like, yo, Deadpool stays pretty original to who he is. Like when you think of Deadpool, you don't think. Oh, he's trying to copy other people. I know Deadpool is Deadpool. He sticks. He sticks by anything that represents him. And the dating sequence, well, continuing off from Metal and Jabari meeting in the restaurant to eventually showing the alley with the Mister Rager artwork, all beautiful. We get the little bits of awkward hugs, and then we get to the part where Jabari's with the boys explaining the whole situation, and they sort of like, "Whoa, whoa, what? You can't be falling in love in the city. Falling in love in the city." Especially someone being your neighbor. Metal being your neighbor. Y'all doing this thing is going to end ugly. I don't know about you guys, but hey, co-workers, people you live close to, anybody in close proximity, if you're not going to marry them right out the rip, <laughs> tread lightly, tread lightly. And Rai giving a hilarious story on how he messed with one of his neighbors in the laundromat. And then we get some crazy visuals of them having sex, but the laundromats representing them like climaxing, you know, the... Uh, just the entire sex process. And I was just like, these visuals, again, going crazy. But the whole fact that it, the girl wasn't actually his neighbor and was a Russian hacker and then Ice came in and tried to say that he was helping her out. I'm like, yo, this took a crazy left. And at that point, even Ryan was like, um, no, Jabari told Ryan, he was just like, hey, she isn't your neighbor. He's like, yeah. I was like, what? From here, it, it goes, they go to a vagina party where Jabari and Metal link up again, and then he gives Metal a bike ride out of there. And I'm loving how the secret spot starts off with Metal and Jabari meeting up at a place to get to know each other. Accidentally, at the end of the chapter, they meet up at a spot and they're like, all right, the beginning, we went somewhere to meet up. Now we accidentally met each other and we're going to plan on leaving together, which I found pretty, pretty romantic. I said like a little tear there. Chapter four. Hunan, the sexual desires, the sexual tension is building between Metal and Jabari. Metal has a friend named Karina who is pregnant and she's still letting Metal know like, yo, these feelings, you can't, you can't fight them. Well, if you fight them, like, yo, just treat yourself. Understand that y'all could be friends. You could do this and that. And she has like a euphoria moment in the park where she's like moaning and there's this guy eating his burger, his burger drop. But this episode is heavily, heavily based on, I was about to say seduction. Seduction, sexual feelings, all that, all that stuff flourishing. This is where we're starting to get a bit of that sexual climax in their relationship to where eventually, do you think, you think they, all, they end up smashing? For those of you guys that haven't seen it, if you're watching this, you think they end up smashing? And for those of you guys that have seen it, this is the part where, yes, they do. And I enjoyed the payoff. It wasn't something where it was a one-night stand like Jabari and Metal, but other, but... Jabari and Carmen, but with Metal being someone that, okay, he's genuinely getting to know her, even surprised at himself, at himself I want to say, 
at certain moments when they chilled and afterwards they didn't smash and genuinely just kept a, you know, a respectable experience having a great date without it having to end in a sexual encounter. I was just like, I give this movie credit. It's making me, it's making me get attached to these characters, right? He'd be on some crazy shit, but as far as Jabari and Metal, I'm falling for this relationship too. Uh, yeah, so from there, we get this montage of them going to the clubs, enjoying themselves, having more sex, having a grand time. And then we have, I really, I don't know if that's the song, Tyler Winner to Trust playing in the background and Metal's friends giving birth. And then throughout this, these instances, we have little bits of memories of double dates, Shabari and his friends with medals, vice versa. And there's a sense of progression and growth throughout chapter four. Chapter four being one of those pivotal chapters where it's like, all right, we're seeing the pacing speed up a little bit. We're seeing the growth. We're seeing everyone get to know each other, the foundation, the chemistry being built, the payoff. And now right here, it's just like, we're set. Where do we go from here? It almost seems like a happy ending. Chapter five, it was yellow. It's coming up. But right before we get to that chapter, there's a moment where Jabari and Metal, they're in the bed. Jabari gets, he get a picture on the phone. Y'all already know where this is going to be heading. He gets a picture of the phone of Carmen in his hoodie looking nice for him. Metal sees this. Y'all already know this looked terrible. Oh, he cheating. He left his stuff over there too. And I get to see the picture while he knocked out next to me. And why was Bari at her place? This is where we see a conflict that it doesn't seem forced to me. Like, oh, we, we needed something to make it seem like the relationship isn't going to work out. But Jabari being someone who at this point of the movie doesn't exactly know who he wants, isn't even labeling the relationship he has with Metal a relationship or something serious. And him still attempting to keep some kind of connection with Carmen is catching up. Now, before the screenshot, of course, Jabari was going over her place because she had a rat issue. Why are you going over there, dog? Jabari, why are we going over there? You got to cut him off. Ain't no friends. Ain't no friends with benefits. Whatever the case is. Ain't none of that. Right now, this, I don't think, can I decline it? Sorry, this is going to be a bit of a blooper section. I don't know why people calling me while I'm recording. We live, we back. It was yellow. Flashback of Jabari helping Carmen, left his hoodie there, whatever the case is. Eventually, sent the pictures. And then, clearly, Metal ain't rocking with it. Jabari knew he dropped the ball to the point where she said a thumbs up and it didn't even match her skin tone. It wasn't brown. It was a yellow thumbs up. That's how you know it was messed up. This is the point of the movie where we're getting a little heartbroken. I was watching this. I'm like, damn, you ruined something good, Jabari. You ruined it with Metal. And now we want them to reconnect. Of course, we got to have those little separate montages where they're both depressed throughout the movie. And now they have to go to their friends. They have to reconcile, see if it's worth it. It was funny seeing Jabari go to um, the skate park. There was this other guy named Downtown. He was skating, pulling some training. He just flat out busts his ass. I'm like, is he dead? Did he break a bone? And then he tries to tell the story of a girl he met that was at a rave. And then eventually he slept with her and then she stole everything. And then the reasoning was that way she, he can remember her because she stole everything. He found that romantic. I was just like, I, I, don't, I don't want that to ever make sense in any kind of movie. <laughs> that was terrible. Uh, and Jabari, after this interaction, we have a little bit of love discussions. This is the part where he tries to get the girl back, tries to get the girl back in the movie where he tries to explain himself. This is the more sentimental moments where it's just like, all right, the guy is trying to get the girl back, even though he didn't cheat or purposely try to do anything malicious. The fact that he's someone that still isn't clear in what he wants. 
how to take things seriously or even express himself vocally fully to metal, it isn't helping out with Jabari. I don't know. I'm looking through my nose right now. I saw the same thing with the downtown, uh, the downtown guy. And Metal ain't trying to hear all of that. She gets her stuff. She's trying to do her art gallery. That way we could get everything going. She could get everything going for herself. Metal also understands that, hey, you did go to see Carmen for whatever reason. She ain't trying to hear all this. Chapter six, do it on purpose. Do it on purpose. Now, the name of this chapter, I think is a perfect, perfectly wraps up the entirety of the film surrounding Jabari and Meadow. It's just like, if there's going to be love, if there's going to be feelings for each other, it ain't, it ain't, we're not going to fall on an accident because this goes on a quote. We're going to go through with it. Metal reads up for Reed for some art talk, goes to apartment, almost knocks on Jabari's door, but she's like, I ain't trying to do with that. Jabari, they go through separate montages where Jabari's riding through his bike in the rain. She's walking through the rain. They both looking depressed. Jabari's having a mental block with his art designs. Jabari eventually gets his Mr. Com- his Mr. Rager comic approved, which we get this sense of satisfaction throughout the movie. However, however, he doesn't have the person he wants to next to him. To share it with. So we get a little bit of an emotional, emotional tug at there. I was like, are you going to send a message? He wants to send it to Metal like, yo, you know, that everything's to go, everything I got to prove. She ain't there. Metal, a painting of Jabari that eventually she takes to the art exhibit and that one acquaintance she had was really rocking with it. And she's like, yeah, I don't know if I'm feeling this piece. So you can see how they're both still thinking about each other through this. Calm my breath. And two, I feel I could wrap this up better for you guys. I genuinely believe I could wrap this up better. So the last bit of chapter six is basically both of them. After experiencing, you know, some time alone, through their own work, through their own craft, realizing that they're inspired by each other, inspired by the moments they've had together, how a portion of this, they want to they wanna show the other person, their other significant. And even though it's a bit random, we have Jabari's big sister that comes in to check up on him as far as relations. Spits some game as far as his quote, love is easy when it happens by accident. Uh, love isn't real till it happens on purpose. I'm pretty sure I butchered the last one. I always tweet as far as quotes. Somehow I always mess them up. So the ending of the movie from them to fully understand, hey, I really want the other person, but you still got to do what you got to do, whether it's Jabari um, having to finally commit to the fact like, all right, you need to express yourself to Metal if you really want her. And Metal following through with her art gallery, even though she was expecting Jabari to also understand you didn't reach out to him, but you still got to do your stuff. And to beautifully wrap this up, to beautifully wrap this up, Jabari and Metal and end up going back to the end up, I want to say forgiving. Is it forgiving? Not too sure, but Metal, Jabari, the way Jabari goes and does the little sign to Metal to a meet me up in the restaurant and the spot where we first met was a beautiful, it was a beautiful tie into the movie, make things go full circle. And that's the end. Oh yeah. On the way to the restaurant, they reflect on the memories. Jabari makes a statement on the vegan burger. They kiss the end. Thank you for tuning in now. Intergalactic Kid Cudi. I I enjoyed the way I just broke down the movie episode by episode. This is a formula that I'm not necessarily experimenting with, but let me know how you guys felt about this review slash breakdown in you know chronological order. And to tie the movie up, 
completely. Nice. Nice movie. That's about it. Uh, but in all seriousness, this is definitely a love story with some beautiful visuals in here that entice it, give it an extra layer on top over the, some of the moments or even cliche moments that we're used to, but the way everything ties in together and some of the genuine interactions, some of the world building in the movie that makes it feel alive. And even the amazing killer soundtrack gives this like Oh, three layers of a red velvet cake that you absolutely love to eat. You know it's going to taste the same. You know the flavor. You know what to expect. But it just has those bits and pieces every single bite where you're like, all right, I can see why I always come back to this red velvet cake, the quality of it. And if that, you know, that was final send-off didn't make that much sense, I'm still trying to make some sense out of it as well. Kid Cudi, Intergalactic, loved it. Thank you guys for tuning in and I'll catch you guys for the next episode.